Hey everyone, this is Casual Fanatic. Film reviews without the shoes. I'm Luca, your casual viewer. And I'm Cayman, your fanatic. How is it going, Luca? Hey, Cayman. Um, you know, full transparency. For me, the last two weeks have been absolutely terrible, um, you know, Yeah. but um, it's going, it's going, I'm, you know, handling it day by day. Every morning is always really bad, but, you know, I meditate and try to just work through it and get past, you know, all the uh, emotional bullshit, Yeah. emotional, mental stuff, thanks to work. Um, but yeah, um, I'm just going. I uh, had my birthday on the 7th and... That's good. I'm 26 now, so I'm older. <laughs> Did you do anything um, special for your birthday? I honestly didn't know. I I so Sydney moved to to Colorado, and so I've been hanging out with Sydney a lot. Yeah. Um. And I that was like her. She moved on Wednesday, and my birthday was on Friday. So I was just helping her move in, basically. Okay. We were getting stuff, and her parents were still here, so it was nice and relaxing. And then over my birthday weekend, um, I went to a place called uh, Free Play. Colorado I think that's what it's called okay um but yeah it was her birthday as well it was like a f another friend from a volleyball group and I went to like this cabin like two hours away for like a day and then we went to Breckenridge and then uh yeah I just kind of had fun there for the day and then I came back and hung out with Sydney yeah it was it was a good weekend except for the fact that all these troubles and stuff started literally the week before and then I had a really bad conversation on October 6th the day before my birthday with the principals um, but that's gotten a lot better, you know, at work and stuff, but I'm still like, dude, I don't know what happened, but it just hit me in like such a deep core spot, um, yeah. that I've never like been hidden before. And it just really just, it's, it just, it hurt a lot, it destroyed me. Um, but I'm, you know, being proactive and, you know, looking for opportunities and stuff like that. So that's just, you know, my sad tale of honesty. <laughs> what about you? Um, I... Things have been pretty average around here, I guess. Um, especially in terms of work, nothing, nothing super special, positive or negative. It's just been kind of same old, same old. Nice. Well, that's better than you know, same hell living in hell. <laughs> yeah. Man. Um, I think. Well, since I honestly don't remember because we. Things have gotten so messy with recording and stuff. I don't remember the last time we recorded, if that was before or after um, we went backpacking. I think it was before. I'm not sure, but explain what happened. What, how we went backpacking? <laughs> if, if I listened to the last episode and we talked about backpacking, then I'll just cut it out in, for this episode. But like two weeks ago, uh, Elaine and I went backpacking down in southern arkansas and we hiked about 30 miles over friday saturday and sunday wow yeah and there were like six and a half mountains <laughs> jeez louise and that was your first big hike right yeah it was absolutely wild and the second night i was like literally dying because the the second day was our longest day so we hiked the farthest and had deal with the most mountains on that day yeah um but then it like on top of all of that i mm -hmm. we didn't 
I, I guess, pack enough snacks. Like we had, so we had like lunch and dinner for each day, but lunch was like usually really light stuff, like an apple and like a granola bar or some stuff like that. Yeah, lunch. Yeah. Um, but most of the like throughout the day snacks that we had were very sugary stuff. Like we had like a bag full of candy and um, like some really sweet pop tarts and apple pies and things like that, which like makes mm. sense like on the surface because it's like obviously we're burning a lot of calories so you need a lot of calories and sugar is a lot of calories without adding a bunch of weight to our backpacks yeah but like it, it just after a while i just could not handle sweets anymore like sugary stuff was just made me feel sick oh god and that was on the we, trip yeah and we also we each had um like a thing of chips i i packed some doritos and elena packed some pringles but those were our like those were our only savory snacks and they want after they ran out about halfway through the second day and we like just had sugary stuff left i started feeling so bad and i was like by by the time we got to our campsite i was starving and so we hurry up and made dinner and i like you know when you get so hungry that like eating makes you nauseous <laughs> yeah like yeah so i was like i knew that i was hungry but then when i was like trying to eat our dinner i like every bite i took i had to like force swallow it because it just did not oh, feel good man. What, oh god what was the food that you were eating um that night we had um chana masala and mashed potatoes mm, so nothing easy to eat but there's like you can get these little like dehydrated food bags that yeah. are like for backpacking and then you just like add boiling water to it and let it sit for a bit yeah damn so yeah we we did that but it and the mashed potatoes were delicious and honestly the chana masala wasn't bad but i just like it was very hard for me to eat that night and then i was having like stomach cramps even i woke up in the middle of the night because i like felt like i was gonna vomit it was awful no way yeah, but that does the, not sound like a, a yeah. happy second day right there. But the the third day was much better. Um, I definitely still like got pretty hungry by the end because obviously we we still didn't have any food for the third day. But and yeah, I think we ended up getting back to our car around uh like eight or nine. Wow, that's and late. then yeah, and then we still had like a three three and a half hour drive to get back home. Oh, so God. damn so what what lessons did you guys learn from from that hike um for next time more, need more food need more savory food to be specific okay when, when you say sweets what what kind of sweets did you guys have with well that's like what i was saying earlier candy and pop tarts and apple pies and stuff oh god okay i see yeah that does not sound um that sounds tough yeah and there was obviously nowhere where you could have stopped and just gotten food or like bought food no we were like out out in the, the wilderness building. there was like we did cross um there were two areas where there was like a proper campsite that had like like actual restrooms and like even one of them had like a bridge across the river and stuff like that and there were like more uh developed areas but it was still like it's it's in a national park so they didn't have like restaurants there or anything it was just like here's a spot for you to go to the bathroom <laughs> Wow. and a parking lot damn well did you did you guys at least see uh good nature stuff and the animals and whatnot 
actually not too many animals. We saw quite a few armadillos when we were like lower down elevation. Yeah. Um, but mostly bugs and out of the bugs, mostly walking sticks. There were a lot of walking sticks there. It was crazy. Oh, wow. Well, as like, long as it's not mostly spiders, that's a good thing. At, at least three times we would just be walking along and like a walking stick would literally jump onto me. What? <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah, they were crazy. They were everywhere. Do you like walking sticks or are they do they weird you out? No, they're pretty cute. Yeah, they're pretty cute. I agree. Damn. Well, that's awesome, Cayman. That sounds like a, you know, an experience and one that you can learn a lot from. For sure. And yeah. I mean, we're excited to go backpacking again at some point in the future, but it will definitely be probably a shorter trail and uh, not so many mountains would yeah. help as well. Yeah, I'm surprised you guys started off with a three day trip. That's that's a big chunk yeah. right there. <laughs> we were looking at when we were looking at trails online, the first one that popped up because it well, because it is a loop. And so I was like, oh, a loop might be fun because like a lot of trails, you either have to like go yeah, out like and then back. come back, yeah. which is like no one wants to see the same stuff twice. Right. Or you like ahead of time, like drop a car off at the end of the trail and then you just like uh hike the trail and then drive back to the beginning and just do it one way yeah but i was like yeah. no a, a, like a loop will be easy because then we just like we just walk and then eventually we're back in our car and problem solved yeah but um it was a very long loop and even like on the website that we were looking on it it said that the difficulty was hard and we were like we can do it <laughs> i mean you guys did do it you know yeah i mean would you say the difficulty of the trail was hard or do you think your packing just made it hard the trail it it's hard for backpacking there were like there were people out there that like we saw some reviews of people that were like yeah i just like went out there early in the morning and hiked all 27 and a half miles in one day what? i was like that's insane but <laughs> oh my god okay well an animal but um yeah if you're like carrying because our our backpacks were i want to say like 27 pounds so when you're carrying that much weight for 30 miles, yeah, then it, it definitely increases the difficulty versus if you're just like out there with your body. Right, right. And you had Sydney, your dog with you there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how did she do on the trail? Did she love the whole thing or did you tell at one point she was kind of sick of it? Um, she definitely gets tired pretty easily, but she she bounced back. She d during the because obviously like in the beginning, we started off with like all of her food and snacks and water in she has like her own um kind of like i guess saddlebag sort of thing like that right. attaches to her harness so that she can carry some stuff yeah um and obviously with that extra weight like she definitely also felt it and every time we went up a mountain she was like dragging behind and not not trying to do it but um towards the end as her bag got lighter and like especially every time we got close to any water she always gets excited about water even if she was like mm -hmm. she we could spend 20 minutes letting her play around in a creek and if we walked five minutes and found another creek she would be just as excited like she just loves playing <laughs> around in water love that but yeah i feel like the the last day when like her bag was pretty much empty and it we were done with the mountains so the rest of the trail was like pretty flat she she was a lot more just like running around sniffing stuff like being a normal dog 
yeah versus before she was just like just literally following you kind of thing yeah i gotcha okay well awesome what movie are we talking about i guess we can transfer to that now yeah uh so today we are going to be talking about the 2019 movie avengers endgame directed by anthony and joe russo and written by christopher marcus and stephen mcfeely okay okay this was an extremely long movie yes it was uh, almost exactly three hours yeah but i also noticed last time i was watching it there's like almost 15 full minutes of credits so wow really yeah a lot of people worked on this movie so Hmm. yeah i I, actually that's true i i did kind of like fast forward through it i was waiting for there i was looking for there to be a uh you know add extra scene or something like that and there wasn't Uh yeah no there's um at the end of this movie there's like a little sound clip that we can we can talk about later but there's not like a whole scene or anything oh there's a sound clip yeah Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Because I was fast-forwarding through it, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> That's all right. Oh, well. <laughs> but, yeah, I so sound clip. This, um, this movie had an estimated budget of $356 million, and oh. uh, op- opening weekend, it actually made $357 million, and then worldwide, it made almost $2.8 billion. Dude, wow. Now, that's definitely the the most any Avengers movie had made thus far. Yeah, it w- well, it was the most any movie had made. Um, it might still be, but it up until Endgame, the highest grossing movie in the entire world was Titanic, which came out in I want to say either ninety five or like ninety seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. But Titanic was the highest grossing movie of all time for. 2.2 billion i see for it. a long ass time and then yeah uh endgame is the the movie that finally ended up beating it they kind of I, I won't say cheated because if people are going to the movie and spending money like that i don't know but they they did have two theatrical releases mm, what, so, does that add into it well yeah because the like um worldwide re- like the numbers that we're going over is just like from people going to a movie theater and seeing the movie right 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 okay and so they like had the movie in theaters for a while and then it ended and then like later on they put it back in theaters and more people went and saw it oh interesting that's a tactic yeah yeah um it was actually never the number one grossing movie avatar which came out in 2009 beat it by like 100 million 103 million. Oh, was it? I thought it beat Avatar 2. I forgot about Avatar, honestly. Yeah, Avatar is 2.9, and this one... So, Avatar is 2.923, and this one's 2.797. Okay, so maybe it was like... It was Titanic, and then James Cameron beat his own movie with Avatar, and then uh, Endgame beat Titanic. Yeah, wow. Is this... Wait, Avatar and Avengers, is that the same director? Avatar and... Yeah, Avatar and Titanic are the same director. Avatar and Titanic. Okay, okay. Wow, that's impressive. Damn. Avengers Infinity War is number five, and then the Avengers is number nine. Wow, these Avengers movies, and then Ultron, Age of Ultron is number 13. Wow, these Avengers movies really made a lot of money. Impressive. Or hold on. Um, okay, no, no, no. So when, yeah, when Endgame beat Titanic, it was the highest grossing film of all time. But then um, I think they re-released Avatar as well. At, at some point, Avatar okay. overtook Endgame again. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because there's like, there's, um, there is like, 
headlines and stuff like Avengers Endgame um, is now the highest grossing film of all time. And it even said dethroned Avatar. So they they did mm. beat Avatar at one point and then um, Avatar, I guess they must have put it back in theaters if they ended up retaking the top spot. Yeah, they must have. But I don't I don't remember a time when Avatar was back. Me either. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Cool, though. Good for them making money even after it was released for a few years <laughs> yeah so quick marvel minute uh in between uh infinity war and endgame there were actually two other marvel movies there was ant-man and the wasp which came mm -hmm. out in july of 2018 and captain marvel which came out in march of 2019 okay i'm guessing you've watched both of those yeah what were your thoughts on them just quickly um Captain Marvel was all right. Um, it definitely wasn't a bad movie, but they're just like, it's probably not one I'm going to revisit. Gotcha. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I thought was nice. Um, same sort of energy as the first Ant-Man film. Um, and I know, I don't know if you, if you ended up ever doing it or not, but I, I do remember last time um, mentioning that it would probably be a good idea for you to watch at least the end credit sequence from Ant-Man and the Wasp. You did tell me to do that, and I definitely did not do that. I forgot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll we'll get into it. But the basically the uh, the end credit sequence from that movie is showing um, they Scott Lang and Hank Pym and that that whole team have created a. Um, like a quantum portal, whatever thing they call it, mm -hmm. um, inside uh, inside the back of a truck, and the end credit sequence is them like testing out going into the quantum realm, and so gotcha. they send they send Scott into the quantum realm, and because like that whole that whole movie is about um, exploring. Did we watch the original Ant Man? I don't even remember. No, we did not. Okay, well. Um, basic basic story for both of the ant-man movies is hank pym was the original ant-man but at some point um his wife who was the wasp uh had to shrink down to a subatomic level in order to um deactivate a missile and there was like they explain it better in the movie but basically like once you shrink down to a certain size you just like keep shrinking and you like you oh, can't no. turn big again so he lost his wife because she just like shrunk into infinity and then so he stopped being ant-man once uh scott gets the ant-man suit and all of that stuff that happens in the first movie in this movie they discover a way to get to the quantum realm and they find uh they find hank pym's wife there oh really yeah Oh wow, okay. Do they get her out? Safety yeah, or so what? they they get her out and then but it's like complete like it's very difficult for them to figure out how they figure out how to get there in the first place, but then after all of like a bunch of experimentation and stuff, they figure out a way to purposely go to the quantum realm. And so they're experimenting with that in the end credit sequence and they send Scott to the quantum realm and then before they can get him back out everyone else except for scott gets dusted by the snap oh shit okay so then oh, he's so that trapped also, that already happened in 
the ant-man movie the dusting well because that that movie is after infinity war i see okay 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 it, it always blows my mind sometimes how like they plan ahead for different movies to have you know parts come into the new movies yeah <clears throat> very cool okay that makes so, sense then with how ant-man comes around in this movie yeah yeah um so we will get to that but first um what did you think about endgame you know i thought it was a good movie um i i enjoyed it actually i, I didn't know if i was going to enjoy it um but you didn't I, really enjoy infinity war so it's no yeah interesting that you liked this one yeah there's something different about this one I, I i can't put a finger on it but you know i was watching it and i didn't think like to me everything that was going on really made sense if that makes sense um because i think they were on like that time sorry excuse me time crunch to get the stones and all that jazz i mean mm -hmm. the only like i mean there are of course a few negatives with like the amount of time they spent planning things and stuff like that and you know the lack of planning that we see but i think overall it was it was a, a fun watch maybe a little bit long but i do understand why it's that long yeah um, because they had to pull in scenes from the first movie to get like the third person aspect of that <laughs> yeah. scene in this movie so yeah it was good what about yeah. you what did you, you think um i thought that it i thought that it was good i i also really liked this one and i again same sort of thing that i was talking about with infinity war i like said this before but i just always i love watching characters interact with each other yeah and there there is a lot of that happening in this movie as well there was yeah yeah like like almost all of them interacted with each other i feel like yeah um but it was a it was a good time it, it was also a very good storyline the way they mm -hmm. you know the build-up of it um it was just good it was like very good movie planning i would say i think uh let's go ahead and put our spoiler warning here before we get into our game just because i don't know if the yeah. if the description is going to be spoilery or not okay well you want me to do that real quick here go let's for do it. it this is the spoiler section if you don't want the movie to be spoiled don't listen and we're back Indeed. now you know that was the uh, you know the big old red flag um yeah all right well then with that said let's step into the boxing ring oh lord lord have mercy <laughs> okay um <clears throat> do you want to go first sure i think at some point we really need to like start properly keeping track of who goes first each time but... honestly true <laughs> that is so true um okay i'll go first i will say after thanos wipes out half of the universe the avengers try to find him in order to reverse the snap but when they find him they realize they are too late so they must they must come up with a new plan to fix the past i don't really know where i'm going with this i'll just stop there <laughs> okay okay um i would oh sorry chewie just jumped on me i would say the aftermath of thanos's wipe of half wipe of the universe left thor and the avengers yearning for a way to the past after ant-man surprisingly comes back through the quantum realm the Avengers and the universe band together in order to rewrite their future. That's good. That's me. Damn, that sounded really good when it came out of my mouth. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, nice. 
probably the most concise one I've had. All right, this one says, After the devastating events of Avengers Infinity War, the universe is in ruins due to the efforts of the mad titan Thanos. With the help of remaining allies, the Avengers must assemble once more in order to undo Thanos' actions and restore order to the universe once and for all, no matter what consequences may be in store. Hmm, okay. Interesting. Very, it, I... very light on the spoilers. Doesn't really talk about anything. It doesn't say anything, yeah. Maybe it's just it like, little... hey, Thanos did a thing and everyone else has to undo that thing now. Yeah, that's literally what it said. <laughs> The Avengers fight Thanos again uh, because the last movie is literally what it said. Um, well, it did say universe. I said universe and it mentioned Avengers and Thanos. Universe and Avengers and Thanos. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that's pretty even. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I might just call this one a tie. Neither of us really did that good on this one. No. But then again, they were very light on what they'd said. If we had, if, if either of us had said Mad Titan, I think that would have taken it. Or if either of us have had mentioned Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, but like, why would you want to mention Avengers Infinity War? Some movie descriptions are like that. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. I thought they would just talk about the movie. Schmack the movie. Okay. Interesting. Well, tie it is. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll we'll get into some deeper comments. Let's do it. Well, let's get into it then. We've already done our spoiler review, so, so everyone knows. be prepared. Yeah. Well, let's just, um, I kind of want to go into like the whole movie kind of aspect of it. The yeah. soundtrack was so good, like right oh. off the bat. Um, I didn't do research into who did the soundtrack, but that shit was fire. It was so good. Uh, I'm sure it was uh, Alan Silvestri. He usually does the music for the Avengers movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to start off with, with that soundtrack was beautiful and the the opening scene was like a great song um and then you know the visuals were all also like quite yeah. amazing with you know stark's ship in space stranded mm -hmm. um amazing detail and like stark did a great job in selling this whole scene um and like really getting the audience to like feel for him yeah and his, like the that another one of those like talking about characters interacting with each other just like watching uh watching tony and nebula just like being alone on the ship and they like do the little finger football for a while yeah and you, like see little clips of them obviously tony's a genius and nebula is like she's more familiar with space so she has like knowledge that he might not have but also he can figure stuff out really quickly and so there are like shots of them both like modifying the ship and like tweaking certain things so that like the life support systems last a little bit longer. They're trying to like push every second of time they can get out of yeah. being stuck on this ship. Right, right. And to refresh the audience, why were they stuck on the ship in the first place? Because they were on uh, the planet Titan, which is where they, they fought Thanos at the end of Infinity War. Mm -hmm. But everyone like everyone that was with them um all of the other guardians um uh, dr strange spider-man um was anyone else with them i think that was it but yeah uh, was pretty it. much yeah. everyone else except for except for tony and nebula got snapped away so it was I just those that. two yeah yeah and so they got in their ship and they basically were in a battle with the ship and then 
they somehow managed to, you know, jump away from the enemy fleet and were stranded. Wait, when were they? When were they in a ship battle? I don't know, but Tony said it. That's why their ship was damaged. I don't remember oh, I when think they were that, in battle. I think that was. I think that was before. prior to. Yeah. 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 I think that like the ship was damaged before they got to Titan. Okay. Yeah, and then they just kind of ran out of juice, I guess. And then yeah. Like what do you say? And they like, said they were they were stuck there for twenty two days. Yeah. Yeah. Like a million, eleven million light years away from Earth. Something like from that. Like the closest Taco Bell or something like that. He said. <laughs> That's how he made. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And 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 they really made Tony Stark look like you know he was malnourished and. Oh yeah. Like they really, really, really put a lot of effort into that. Like his eyes were bloodshot, which is what happens when the oxygen number is low, mm-hmm. um, and all that jazz. Um, and you can like. It, I definitely remember obviously like I don't know you don't when when you're immersed in the movie you don't think about certain things and so I feel like I I knew beforehand like from an outside of the movie perspective like it would be absolutely ridiculous for Tony Stark to die in the first 15 minutes of the movie but they pace the that scene so well where like he he leaves the message for Pepper Mm-hmm. And then he is just like laying there for a while and like really holds on him. And then you, excuse me. And then you see Nebula come and like pick him up and put him in the chair. The and he's chair. just like, right. And he just like sits yeah. there for so long. And you're like, oh my God, is like, is Tony dying like literally right now? But then uh, he ends up getting, well, both of them end up getting saved by Captain Marvel. But um yeah, I remember, especially when I was watching it in the theater, like they they hold on that shot for an unbearable amount of time. Yeah, a really long amount of time. And all of a sudden, there's like this light that somehow wakes Tony up. I'm not quite sure how yeah. it did that. Um, and it was it was her, the savior, their savior. Mm-hmm. And which, even sorry, go ahead. I, I was gonna say, which like is how did she find him? Because she so just zoomed around the probably solar some sort system. of homing beacon on the ship or something like that. Oh, okay. I'd hope so. Yeah. Oh, that would make sense. But damn. Yeah. Um, Can't believe but, she like uh, grabbed that ship and then yeah. he made it back to Earth in time without yeah, low oxygen. I don't know level. how fast she was flying. She can travel. Yeah. But yeah. Must have been really fucking fast though. Yeah. But yeah. Another thing um, before this scene even is so most, not even most, all of the Avengers movies I think up to this point have like you the movie starts and you start off with like the orchestral score and like the marvel studios logo and all that this movie starts with a cold open on uh hawkeye's farm with his family oh yeah and i thought that scene was a great way to like just immediately throw everyone back into the mood like you you have at the end of infinity war you have the certain feeling where you're like you're watching everyone like blow away in the wind and it's like very emotional but then obviously there was two movies in between these two and so like it's hard to sort of balance that tone and especially like ant-man is more of a fun movie and then you have like captain marvel which is this whole other thing but then you get back to endgame and the first scene is just like immediate gut punch to remind you of like how devastating this thing was yeah 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 i mean I was confused at that opening scene because I didn't exactly know what was going on. And then, you know, all the people disappeared and stuff. But yeah. you could definitely tell like the emotional aspect that it had on him specifically, which is what also then set him up for, you know, what he was doing later on in the movie, which yeah. was just going around Earth and killing all the bad guys in like a disturbing way and just leaving them there. 
Yeah. Um, like a butcher almost. Who's a butcher? Because he like in his mind can't like obviously that was the whole point that Thanos was like he didn't want to pick and choose who survived. It was just like absolute random fifty percent. Like whoever makes it makes in, whoever doesn't doesn't. But um uh Clint Hawkeye um sort of feels that it's unfair that all of these like mafia and cartel and yakuza and all of these big gangs around the world like why did they get to survive well like his his family didn't right and so he pretty much is just like going around the world killing a bunch of gangsters yeah yeah and we we do get to see that at one point very cool scene of him doing that but yeah kills a lot of dudes but yeah the the first probably like 30 minutes of the movie is just like very emotional you you see hawkeye lose his family you see tony stark almost die and then even once they get rescued and get back to earth there's like a moment of reflection and you see everyone just like consoling each other and there's even like a short moment with rocket and nebula who are the only guardians left and they just like hold each other's hand and it's just like it's, it's all very touching and mm-hmm. i don't know i like there were definitely not only in this opening but throughout the movie there were definitely a couple times when i cried because i'm a huge crybaby. um no i'm with you dude this movie was so emotional yeah it was so emotional like uh, I'm, I'm with you on that like i did cry too a few times during this movie uh, and like tear up especially and, like, like you know any time where like a- anything that involved either like a parent losing their kid or a kid losing their parent like that kind of stuff really gets me yeah and that that was a lot of this movie <laughs> it, like a lot of it yeah and like it, like one of those scenes was uh you know with thor and his mom when he went back yeah. in time yeah that that was a heart-wrenching scene right there and he just like he wanted to just like seeing the the amount of wisdom that she had where he's like i like he couldn't bring himself to to go talk to jane he just like had had to talk to his mom mm-hmm. and he's like i have to tell you something and she's like no you don't have to tell me anything you're here to fix your future not mine right i like and, and she already knew like she was like it looks like the future isn't treating you well yeah and i just like i again it's just so i absolutely love everything that's happening with thor because and i know it was like it was obviously pretty funny the first time i saw it but like even just the idea of like thor being fat now yeah it's like super funny but at the same time it just like reminds you out of literally every avenger like thor has lost more than anyone else he Mm. lost his entire planet he lost his brother his dad his mom and then half of his kingdom which is like not even like for other people because and they discuss this like later on in the movie but like um the snap is different from like all of the killing that thanos was doing before and so if he like if thanos snaps and half your planet disappears those people can be brought back but he didn't snap the asgardians away after thor ragnarok he like remember he blew up their ship and like right they physically killed half of the asgardians yep yep and so those Asgardians are not coming back. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, I didn't think of it in that depth, but now that you mention it, what a fucking poor dude, you know? Yeah. 
poor Thor. And, he yeah, so like he already lost half due to the ship incident, right? And then he snapped, and then he lost another half of the surviving few, right? Yeah, I'm not. I, I that well, that's another thing. I think Thanos probably would have had the foresight to not include planets that he's already halved because we see like flashbacks and stuff from infinity war about how like for a long time he was just like going planet to planet and killing half of like that's even in the flashback from when he uh from gamora's planet when he found little baby gamora he killed half of the people on that planet as well but because his goal is for everything to be balanced i think when he snapped he probably had it in his head that any of the planets that he had already killed half the population Don't he wouldn't take another half yeah okay 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 i thought i thought it was like a blanket kind of snap to where now everyone boof half yeah, that makes I, sense. I, yeah but um yeah i just thought that it seeing the intense trauma that thor has been through it like it makes sense that he would just lock himself away and eat a bunch of ice cream drink a bunch of beer and play video games like he's legit depressed yeah he's he's down bad i feel for him i really do yeah but i mean he he did play it off like his acting throughout the whole movie was just 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 great yeah i mean no chris hemsworth does a, a he always manages to find i think a really good balance between being super super sad but then also can like still be funny every once in a while yeah throw some humility in there yeah i agree with that yeah like you go into his place i i guess we can i don't know i don't want to start talking about it just yet but uh <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there <laughs> um let's see here so uh, back i'm gonna roll back a bit um yeah. when stark finally came back and they had like that you know that conversation where stark was you know mad at captain because he wasn't there when the world right. when they lost the battle and all that jazz yeah um and Tony took off his chest module and gave it to him. And it was like, just put this on him and I'll take care of it or something like that. And then he fainted. Why yeah. did Tony faint there? I thought he already had his chest fixed. No, it wasn't the chest thing. It was just he is high stress and he's still like recovering. Like he ripped the IV out of his arm. So he's probably super dehydrated, doesn't have enough mm. nutrients, but he like just isn't taking care of his body and recovering the way that yeah. he should be. Okay, that makes sense. Well, they just made it look like he took it off his chest, handed it to him, and then he fucking fainted. I thought that the cause was him taking the... What is it called? Um, I don't even know. The arc reactor. The arc reactor off his chest because, you know, prior in the, like, the first movies, the reason he yeah. had it in the first place was to hold the metal fragments away from his heart. Right. But then I know at one point he had surgery to get them taken out. Yeah. Um, and I think you can even see but, briefly when, when he takes the new one off of his chest, you can see the scar from where the old one was right yeah you can you can yeah but okay well that, that clears it up yeah it makes sense i just wish they would have played that a bit differently but i guess there was no other way to do it anyways um but yeah so they they end up like everyone is once everyone gets back together and they're like hey we figured out where thanos is if we can go and get the infinity stones maybe we can reverse this yeah and Wait, can we can we pause real quick before we go to yeah. that um they're all in that room huddled together right and there was yeah. big drama because no one knew where he was tony got that off his chest that i don't know where he is i don't have any plans nothing um and they're like going at it for a while and then all of a sudden someone is there and they're like oh yeah we know where he is because he used the stones two days ago and then boom they knew where he was yeah 
why was there so much drama at the start of them not knowing where he is and like grilling because well, i think when, when they were arguing about not knowing where he is nebula wasn't in the room and she's the one that knew where he was oh was it nebula that knew where he was i thought that other guy did too because he pulled it up on his computer no nebula was like i know where he's going because he talked about it and he said he's gonna go to the garden and so they don't really do a great job of explaining it but the way that i understood it was like nebula knew like knew the planet that he was gonna be on and then rocket was able to sort of do like some sort of a scan of that planet and and then they confirmed that he was there because they saw that the stones oh, had been used on that planet so that's how it went okay see i had thought that rocket already knew because he had already scanned the universe and he found it and then she came in there she was like i know where he is and then rocket no, was think, like oh yeah it's here because of this okay that makes that would make sense yeah i think scanning every planet in the universe would take way too long but nebula right. already knew and so they could be like oh well let's check this planet and they're like oh yeah the stones were used here okay gotcha that would clear that up all right continue <laughs> um but i think one of my favorite if not my number one favorite shot in this movie is when when they're all on the ship and rockets like all right who hasn't been to space and like half of them raise their hands and then once they start like once they jump into hyperspace or whatever they call it yeah um there's a close-up shot of steve rogers and you can like see like the entire universe reflected in his eyes and a plus a plus cinematography right there i love that shot i don't think i saw that shot or it didn't register in my brain but i can imagine it damn okay yeah and so they jump into hyperspace they you know <clears throat> are flying on the outside of this planet um and they like scan it and there's no um no defenses no armies nothing it's just him yeah on this planet um and then they show like a shot of him on of of, of thanos on this planet like picking some vegetables or fruits or whatever you want to call them yep and like eating them and stuff and like his little lonely cabin <laughs> yeah it was kind of funny i don't know but like yeah they, they, they obviously go in there and like you do get the sense and i felt like i understood that even in the first movie like thanos and we we even talked about like the whole like story idea behind the first movie is that thanos although he is the bad guy is kind of the main character in infinity war and you really see a lot of his like his mindset and you realize that he like any good villain does not think that he's evil he is trying to save right. the universe and he believes sincerely that killing half of everyone in the universe is the only way to save the other half right right and so he's like he's not in it for power he's not trying to take over the universe or anything like that he's like nope i did my job i'm just gonna go farm and relax for the rest of my life yeah and that that's what he did you see he like hung up his armor as a scarecrow <laughs> and um just like making a stew and then the avengers bust in there and um they once they get the gauntlet off of him they realize that the stones aren't there and they're like we we know that you used them two days ago what's happening and he's like well i blew him up so sorry <laughs> which that that kind of like counteracts some of the other movies you know because they said that these stones have to exist because of the universes or something right or am i tripping um they talk about the the stones being missing in 
this movie a little bit, but I don't think it necessarily goes against any of the other movies. They're just like the the Infinity Stones are like the primal forces of the universe. Right. And so and the way that the Ancient One describes it later in this movie is like they are sort of holding everything together. And so if you remove one of the one of the Infinity Stones from a universe, then it invites in more chaos. Right. And so now he destroyed and, all of them. So there's just chaos everywhere? Yes. I don't Possibly. really know because I think there's a difference between like removing a stone to a different timeline versus just like, I don't know, maybe when he destroyed the stones, all of that energy is still in the universe. It's just like spread out. Mm, okay. So, so I don't okay. know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the way they busted in there into his cabin and then like they chopped off his hand, right? His arm. Yeah. So the first thing is Thor cuts off his arm that has the gauntlet on it. And right. then they're talking to him and he tells him that he destroyed the stones and um, Thor ends up cutting his head off as well. Yeah. Because you could like tell like that is like Thanos even sort of taunted him about it the first time after he stabbed him in the chest he was like oh he should have gone for the head and so this time Thor's this like, time well, he went for the head <laughs> I, I went for the head yeah but i mean they they really sold that scene in that whole sequence of like now there's no hope kind of thing yeah and then oh my god Which, the shock of all shocks definitely was not expecting this the first time i watched it but they they cut off Thanos's head and then they're like leaving and then it cuts to a title card and it says five years later and I was just like what the fuck like five years yeah yeah I mean that just you know at that yeah. point you're like well what the, what the fuck's happening now like <laughs> right <laughs> you know the universe is fucked uh for good stones yeah. are gone Thanos is no danger anymore and they're just like trying to make the best of it and you see yeah. like obviously um natasha is like beating herself up about it and so she's like stuck she's like checking in with all the avengers and she's just like hey just keeping an eye out i'm always here if you need to call me or whatever yeah. and uh cap is doing like um support groups for for yeah. people that have lost loved ones right and everyone's just like trying to live their life but then uh as as we alluded to earlier, um, a Ant-Man is rescued by a rat who just happens yeah, to turn a on. Rat. <laughs> just happens, happens to, walk to turn across on the machine. Hit the right buttons and stuff. Yeah. So honestly, entire universe saved by a rat. Honestly, yeah. This rat needs to have like a gold medal. But yeah, so yeah, so he, he gets he freed and he's all confused out and, and shit. Yeah, because he he says later for him it's only been a couple hours. Five hours. And yeah. So yeah, and so he goes and um he finds there's like a huge memorial of all the people um that were lost and he's like oh my god I hope my daughter isn't gone and he finds his own name and so he's really confused and then mm -hmm. goes back to his house and th this was another thing that made me cry is when the the reunion with him and his daughter and obviously he's the same age and she's five years older and there's just like this moment of you can see that he's confused but she obviously immediately recognized him and then they hug yeah. and 
it was just it was a very emotional moment <laughs> yeah and he was like oh you've grown so much or something like that yeah you look all grown up or something yeah it was touching for sure um and and of course ant-man is the one that introduced the quantum realm right into the this movie which is the the hope factor yeah so he's like obviously he's not a scientist but he is like time works differently down there so maybe one of you smart people can figure out a way to use this for time travel <laughs> yeah <laughs> and at and of first they, they they go to tony stark but he's yeah. like i have a daughter now i like i can't risk i can't risk fucking up my past because i have a new future that i care about yeah one that he loves and right. so he kind of like blows them off and uh, but of course like tony being tony he's gonna go back and do like his own tests in this house yeah um which he i guess he had been doing for i don't know exactly how long it was that he was running these these tests yeah i don't know i i, I think they they make it seem as if he didn't start doing it until after they talked to him but i don't know how much time like there past. is between them yeah. going to his cabin and him figuring it out yeah i don't either because it, it doesn't cut straight to him figuring it out right or does it no so so after after Tony says no, that's when they go to Banner, who has now merged his personality with the Hulk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He looks a lot more Bannery than the Hulk. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, best of both worlds. I get to be super strong and super smart. Um, but Which good for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he like starts trying to help them with it, but. Um, yeah, they they end up building it, and they're talking about like their their way of describing time travel. I don't remember Hulk's exact words, but um, he he pretty much says like we're not actually traveling to the past; we're traveling to a different timeline. So like, no matter what you do in the past, that's not going to change what happened to us. That's just going to change the future in that timeline. Right. Yeah, they explain it in kind of a confusing way. Yeah. But but basically, it's like you can't just like go back and kill Thanos in the past because Thanos, like everything that's happened to them has already happened. Future. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he was so like, he's like, yeah. he's like, if if we went back and killed Thanos, like, sure, that might help those Avengers. But those Avengers are not us. There's, that's like a different set of people in a different timeline. Right. So what he says to do is what exactly? Like, So what they need to do is go to these other timelines, take the Infinity Stones back to this timeline, use them, and then bring them back to where they came from. Right, right. So they go back to their current timeline and then snap the finger to go back in time of their current timeline rather right, so than they just... use yeah so they're they're okay. not they're not trying to like stop thanos from snapping because they can't but if they get new infinity stones then they can make a new snap and just undo it right right so yeah so they end up splitting off i think they do three different timelines um there they go back to um so it's hawkeye uh black widow nebula and war machine mm -hmm. go to one timeline and then they split up and nebula and war machine go to morag to get the power stone um before peter quill takes it yeah um natasha and clint go to vormir to get the soul stone and then um hawkeye hulk 
Iron Man and Captain America go to 2012 New York City, which is during the first Avengers movie, because there are three time stones there mm-hmm. at the same time. The same time. Yep. Because the ancient one uh, has the time stone, and then Loki Scepter is the mind stone, and the Tesseract is the space stone. Right. And then... Um, and then Rocket and Thor go back to the events of Thor 2, uh, because that's where the reality stone is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn, I'm impressed so how... picked all that apart. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so that's how everyone splits up. Wow, yeah. So it, w- which timeline is it again that Tony goes to and he meets his dad? Right, so what happens is in the 2012 timeline, they fuck up getting the Tesseract because... Um, and they set it up in kind of a funny way. Yeah. They, after they capture Loki and they put everyone on the elevator, but then Hulk tries to get on there like, no, 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 you're way too heavy. You need to take the stairs. And Hulk gets fucking pissed about it. (laughs) He's like, I hate the stairs. Like punches the elevator doors. (laughs) Yeah. And so then they, they manage to like, Tony grabs the suit. He's like dressed up as a guard or whatever. He grabs the suitcase with the Tesseract and then Hulk like slams the door open and knocks him down. The Tesseract flies out of the suitcase, and then 2012 Loki grabs the Tesseract and fucks off out of there. Yeah, which we don't know what happens with that Loki and that Tesseract, but... It, at this point, no. But yeah, it, it has, it has sit after this movie, we, we do figure it out. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that one later. after this? We will talk about that later. Wait, 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 wait. there's a movie after this movie? <laughs> so there are, There's a lot of stuff after this what movie. What the fuck is going on? This okay. movie came out three years ago yeah i know i thought that was done i thought it was done deal. <laughs> what the fuck there's more <laughs> but wait there's more but wait <laughs> okay, okay so he fucks off with the tesseract hulk right fucks tony's plan up um and so now they they're like damn we fucked up and the other team fucked yeah. up too right uh no so um captain america got the scepter because that's when he he has to fight oh, himself right. yeah and he was like that's and, america's ass <laughs> yeah i freaking love that he was like that is america's ass <laughs> oh. um and then even the scene where he's like um he's on the elevator with all of the uh all of the bad guys from winter soldier and then he's like oh i'll, I'll take that and it, you think you're gonna get like the cool of elevator fight scene again and then he leans over to the guy and he's like Hail like Hydra. It. And they're yeah. like, all right, here you go. And they just give it to him. <laughs> that shit was so funny. Because we knew what was going to happen. We knew that right. everyone in there was going to fuck him or try to, you know, beat him up. But then yeah. he, he said that they were so shook. Uh, they <laughs> they're like, all right. Walk out. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Um, so so they get, they get the Mind Stone uh, and Hulk goes to visit the Ancient One, which he doesn't know. He... He goes to visit the Sorcerer Supreme, which at that point in time was the Ancient One, because she's like, you're five years too early for Doctor Strange to be here. He's still an actual doctor. (laughs) Yeah. And so um, she like knocks him out of his body and then they have a conversation. And that's when she talks about like removing Infinity Stones is going to fuck up the timeline. And he's like, but if we bring them back then it's not fucked up <laughs> yeah yeah and they did like a little cool graphic with like you know the gold line take one out there's like a dark line that comes from the gold line kind of thing yeah those are really good visuals good visuals um and then 
Hulk mentions that in the future, Doctor Strange gave the Time Stone to Thanos. And you could see she was like super confused. She, she was, was like, so why, shocked, why would yeah. he do that? And he was like, I don't know. And she was like, well, Doctor Strange is supposed to be the best source of Supreme ever. So if he did something, there was probably a good reason for it. And, and that's when she decides she was like, yep, okay, here you go. Yeah. I trust you. <laughs> that was like a really great, great turn of events for him like because he didn't just say, he didn't say that like to make a point he just kind of said it out of frustration right. and then she was like oh wait like what really and then and she was like okay well he's the best one so here you go here's the stone <laughs> yeah so tony is the only one that messed up so him and captain america have to go back to um to uh, uh 1970 i think yeah because yeah, the yeah. problem is is because their their problem in the beginning was he said because hank pym got snapped they only have a limited amount of pym particles which are the things that allow them to shrink and grow and stuff like that right so without the ability to shrink down they can't go into the quantum realm and if they can't go into the quantum realm they can't time travel right so um tony has the idea he's like i know a place where we can go where i can get the tesseract and also get more pim particles so that we'll have enough to get back home. Okay, so that's why they used them because he stole yeah. four four vials right of those particles. So the they lab. go back to the the same base that Captain America was trained at, mm -hmm. um, and then we even see the the bunker that um, in in Winter Soldier. You remember uh, Cap and Black. And Black Widow, excuse me, I'm burping a lot for some reason. <laughs> You're good. Uh, Cap and Black Widow go down into that bunker and then there's like all of the like servers and stuff. And then there's yeah. like the little screen that has uh, Dr. Zola on it. Yep. Um, that's the same bunker that Tony goes down into. Ah, uh -huh, okay. So he goes so, down in there. Yeah. Let's also talk about Tony's acting here. How all of a sudden was he such a bad actor? Like he was what, nervous. What? Like you know, like Tony usually has like he's like in in oh, yeah. characters like very very confident, very uh -huh. keen and slippery, kind of like an eel. He knows what to say always. But right. in like in these scenes, he was like visually very very nervous and like well, I think it just shocked him. And... Like he knew that his dad was gonna be there, but he didn't expect to interact with his dad. Okay. And so that like really threw him off. Okay, maybe that's why. Yeah. But like that that happened even prior though, prior to seeing his dad, right? That's why that lady like let out that alarm. Um, I guess I don't know because so like the uh, elevator scene was what really yeah made they're me they're both in the that. elevator and then um when he leaves he's like good luck on your mission captain and uh Steve goes good luck with your project doctor <laughs> yeah yeah and then of course that lady reports it because she's a good worker. Yeah, uh, and well, and the thing that she says is because obviously this is the seventies, and um, she says that one of them has like a, I think she says like a hippie beard, and um, even Howard Stark mentions it later as well. She's like, "Wow, he's got an interesting beard." Yeah, <laughs> like, like what beard I think that's that? <laughs> what made everyone suspicious because everyone was like obviously expected to be clean shaven back then so True. the fact that tony has a beard made them think that he's like some sort of crazy hippie yeah i mean his dad had a beard too though right like a no mustache. he had a mustache yeah, no mustache. beard okay true let's see 
Um, I, let's pause I, on this timeline real quick yeah. and, and okay. jump way back because there's like just a, a funny thing that happened when they went to visit Thor. Sorry, I just kind of want to go back. Yeah, go um, for it. Like when we saw that he like really let himself go, he was in that, that cabin and there's just beer everywhere and and um, it was what Ragnarok was sitting on the couch playing Fortnite. And... Oh no, Ragnarok's the movie. Uh, oh. The actual rock person is named Korg. Korg, Korg. Yeah, Korg was sitting on like the couch playing uh, Fortnite and he was like, I, uh, Thor, Noob Master's back. And then Thor goes, uh, <laughs> Noob Master 69. <laughs> and he, he like gets on the mic. He's like, hey, if you keep like, you know, being mean and saying stuff, I'll come over to your house and, you know, all that stuff. And then he like heard the kid crying and he's like, hell yeah. I love yeah. that scene. That was like great. Um, and then when they were trying to like lure Thor with him because he didn't want to leave, they were like, well, we got beer on the, on the ship. And he goes, what kind of beer on this ship? Yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to go back to that. Cause yeah, I wrote that down. It was a, it was a good yeah. part for me. I enjoyed it. Um, actually I do have more to say about 1970, but before we go back there, um, there was actually my first, my first negative in this movie was very small thing, but so we see, um, when Nebula and, uh, war machine go to get the power stone first of all hilarious scene you see like the the same intro from guardian yeah. of the galaxy with peter Quill <laughs> dancing and then they're just like off on the side and you just hear him like looking at him yeah yeah you see you hear his like awful like humming singing <laughs> and what did they say they were like um he was like oh so he's an idiot yeah <laughs> so he's an idiot they're like yeah <laughs> but then they they just knock him out and then nebula grabs the power stone and they're about to go back to our timeline. But then right before uh, they go out of there, War Machine actually hits his button. So he leaves. But right before Nebula is about to hit her button, she gets this like super intense headache because we find out that oh, she, right. her, because there's two Nebulas in this timeline, they share a network. And so um, they can like sort of see each other's memories yeah which is and interesting so, because like it just randomly happened you know like yeah all of a sudden like she started spilling this memory out of her eyeball so that thanos could see it and right. vice versa you know it's just yeah. it's very random i guess how that happens i don't know yeah i don't know but um but yeah so thanos in it is like looking at his nebula and he finds out that he that in the other timeline he ended up getting all the infinity stones and so he's like oh fuck yeah i'm like destined to win um but one of the things that i the the thing that i put down as my as my negative is while he was looking through his nebula's memories there was like the scene of all the avengers in the conference room trying to like figure out their plan and then he's like what's in that reflection and he does like the like cliche csi thing where he does like zoom and enhance and then he, you see yeah. in the reflection nebula in the background right and i just like i mean it's just it, i just thought it was too ridiculous again one of those <laughs> like, triggering moments for you with the yeah i was like obviously it's not a huge deal but just like i just think it's hilarious when movies and shows are like zoom and enhance <laughs> yeah yeah but they enhanced her they they saw her clear as day like, and that's not that's not how recordings work <laughs> yeah um but yeah so tiny negative but i just thought it was silly yeah uh, i mean I, right when i saw it i thought of you i was like <laughs> oh cayman's gonna like this part i'm sure of it 
But anyway, um, the big thing that I really liked about uh, Steve and Tony being in 1970 is, well, because we haven't even talked about it yet, but there's also after um, after Steve gets the pin particles, he has to hide in an office and then finds out that it's Peggy Carter's office and he sees her in the next room over. And you like, you can tell obviously that he is not like, you still, it, it's been a, a long time since he got thawed, but he still has that longing of like going back to his old life. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I, what I wrote down here is I just thought it was interesting that you have these two characters in uh in 1970 and steve gets a reminder of what he lost and tony gets a reminder of what he has because he has that conversation with his dad and they end up talking about kids because Mm -hmm. howard mentions that his wife is pregnant and then uh tony talks about how he's a father and so you get like these sort of same the same sort of thing that tony and steve are often on opposite sides of the same coin where Steve is in 1970 being like, oh, here is my old life and I miss it and I want to go back to that. Whereas Tony gets an even stronger reminder of like, no, I have my own family and I have a daughter and I need to get back to that time. Yeah. They're like being pulled in opposite directions. Right. Right. I just thought that was interesting. I I don't know if I, I, you're talking about the part where, um, he's like talking to his dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, one one of those. Like, I guess I can see where you're coming from. I just, I, I maybe I took it like too literally, um, <clears throat> of like them meeting each other, and then again, it was like a tie back to one of the movies that he had in the past, where he never like said like thank you to his dad or goodbye or I love you or anything or something like that. Oh no, that for sure. That that as well is like being able to have a final conversation with his dad is like the one thing that like one of tony's biggest regrets and so like you're you're right the scene also sort of lets him have that moment with his dad yeah and at the same time it's like (laughs) yeah it's like giving him closure with his father so he so that that's another thing is like he gets this closure with his father and tony is able to let go of his past and then at the same time realize that he has his own future to get to whereas cap doesn't really like obviously he has the avengers and they're all friends and whatever but like he doesn't really have anyone present day and so this trip for him is more of him like regaining that connection with his past whereas like yeah like like i was trying to say like cap is is reconnecting with his past and tony is letting go of his because he finally gets to have that moment with his dad yeah 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 i'm with you on that absolutely um yeah, I feel like a lot of people in this movie. Um, one second, sorry, my cat. Um, I feel like I feel like a lot of people um, in this movie get tested like in their emotion, uh, in their own emotional way by seeing people from their past that they have to, um, you know, fight with and like remember like, hey, this is you know not my my you know my world kind of thing. Right. And I think that's like a great thing. That's why this whole movie everywhere was just so emotional is because everyone was seeing people from their past and had to like fight through, you know, that like Captain America saw his love and then yeah. Tony saw his dad and then Thor saw his, you know, mom, um, all that jazz. Um, yeah. So we have one more timeline that we haven't touched on, or I guess not a different timeline, but a different, a different team, which is mm-hmm. uh, Natasha and Clint going to Vormir. 
Right, right. Which was very interesting what happened there. Yeah. I feel like watching it the first time, I, like, me personally wanted Natasha to be the one that survived just because I like her character more. I feel yeah, like I'm with you on that. Hawkeye doesn't, like, I'm not saying he's not important, but, like, he doesn't really have uh, a lot of growth as a character like i feel like in the beginning he's already kind of figured his shit out and he's like yeah he's got a family he's pretty well adjusted like obviously after he loses family he goes on a murderous rampage but prior to that point hawkeye hasn't really changed as a character right he's just right. kind of been the same yeah and i feel like uh, i feel like nat has done more growing and i feel like that makes her a more interesting character mm. and so i wanted her to survive but at the same time, I think it makes more sense for Clint to survive because he has a family to get back to and Natasha doesn't. Right. And I think it would be on a bigger scale, it would be worse if Clint died because then what you like bring back his family and be like, hey, guess what? Your dad died to save you. Mm. Like, I mean, that would be really sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She She had no one. Which is the reason why they just killed her off. Which yeah, I I wasn't aware that she wasn't going to be coming back. You know, like I noticed she died, mm -hmm. but then like she was gone for good, and I was like, oh shit! Like they weren't playing around. Yeah, I mean, in the same way that uh, like Gamora didn't come back either, and like what we do get later on, obviously there's Gamora from the other timeline, but they make it very clear that this is not the same Gamora. Mm -hmm. And there's even like when when Peter Quill sees her, and he like tries to have an emotional moment and then she like knees him in the nuts right right from her perspective like she doesn't know who the fuck this guy is right and and and, and she was like or he was like you missed the first time but you got them both the second <laughs> right um one thing i another small negative that i had is i hate hawkeye's haircut i feel like oh yeah <laughs> it, it looks way too like punk really rock. distracting yeah <laughs> when he was like trying to have this emotional scene with him and natasha and they're like trying to figure out who's going to kill themselves and they're like talking to each other and i just like could not stop looking at his hair like, <laughs> it didn't distract me that much but i definitely feel like they could have given him more of a subtle haircut but then again it makes sense that he had that haircut because of you know how he was introduced at the start of like just you know he kind of like lost himself and he was just killing everyone which he needed a badass haircut for that you know it wasn't badass though <laughs> it was the lame ass haircut well it was punk rock you know it was i don't know it was edgy. i feel like if it was i feel like if it was just the top it wouldn't be so bad but when you like when you see him from the side and like it goes all the way back it's like kind of almost almost like a mohawk yeah it's like a faux hawk i just like i i feel like the stuff in the back was too much if it was just the top it wouldn't be so bad mm, i got you i got you yeah his haircut was something that i noticed too um but yeah, I obviously, um, my, okay, so my, my next positive is, uh, during the battle. So if you have anything before the battle, we should probably um, talk about that. Let's see. I mean, prior to the battle was, you know, the, the scene with Thor and his mom. I thought, we could, didn't we already talk about that? Well, kind of, but you know, not the funnies. We, we talked about that at the very <laughs> start, um, okay. where he saw his mom from the future. And then yeah. just the one funny, it was like, his mom was like, when they were saying bye and she was like and eat a salad oh yeah <laughs> like that's all i just wanted to mention um <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's really it all right all righty um yeah the battle right so 
obviously my my first note here is uh we finally get to see captain america pick up mjolnir Mm -hmm. which is just a cool moment and um because we even there was that that moment back in age of ultron when they're like trying to lift the hammer and it like shifts a little bit when when steve touches it and then in this one yeah. when, he, when he finally grabs it and thor's like i knew it <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the, that plays back to like the conspiracy theories that we had that first time where it's like you know captain knew he could pick it up but he just didn't want you know thor to feel bad or something like that or everyone to know yeah um but yeah like he picked that bitch up and he already knew exactly what to do with it i feel like he fought better with it than like thor did himself like he was using a shield like bouncing it off the back of a shield and all that stuff yeah he did great it's pretty sick and then that, um, it, like during the battle just because we're talking about mjolnir um yeah. how like thor then had mjolnir and captain america had like that big axe yeah and and, and, and thor was like no you could mjolnir like basically like, like you take the small one you take the small one yeah yeah <laughs> and there was also uh, another thing i thought was there was a moment where uh thor had both of them and he was fighting with with both one in each hand that was oh. also pretty badass yeah 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 he used that also against thanos right like to yeah. put more weight on it because thanos he wasn't worthy but he's just like fucking ridiculously strong i guess yeah well and it's it's also a little different because the technically the um it gets a little sketchy with definitions but the like spell is that you can only um i think i think odin's exact words are whosoever wields this hammer so it could be argued that like as long as you're not wielding the hammer it's not you know no so, so like, you're, you're saying I, if, if thor is holding the hammer then i could lift it up like no. by holding his like he's holding it and then like i can push it up i don't i don't know hmm. but that's, that's why i'm saying it's a little fuzzy but like for instance like when um like in thor ragnarok when hella breaks mjolnir i don't think that her grabbing it means that she's worthy because she wasn't wielding it she was just holding it do you know what I mean? She just like she is just so strong that she was able to stop it from hitting her and then also strong enough that she was squeezing it so hard that it couldn't return to Thor, but she wasn't actually like trying to use it. Use it? it? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, if that's how it works, then I could see. But that means that like huh, interesting. That means that even uh, that means any regular joe could lift it up if they just didn't want to use it well i don't think it's i don't think it has to do with intent like i think like picking it up is using it but huh? like holding it isn't using it so like hella wasn't using the hammer when she grabbed it and thanos wasn't using the hammer when he blocked it but if you tried to pick it up off the ground like that i think that is that counts as using it even if you're just using it to pick it up yeah that's interesting it's it's a very nebulous definition of what counts as wielding the hammer right 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 to try to explain why what happened happened kind of thing right um i also really loved um obviously the the shot after all the portals open up i feel like the the portal scene itself was more exciting the first time when i saw in theaters this time it didn't excite me so much what really got me was at the very end when uh when captain america finally says avengers assemble because he's never said that before in any of the movies wait really 
yeah, they've gotten really close a couple times and they've like hinted at it. Like at, I think also at the end of, um, at the end of age of Ultron, um, he says Avengers and then he opens his mouth to say assemble and then it like cuts to credits. So you like, you never really get it, but then this time he says, it, and it like, you finally get that payoff and it just felt really good. <laughs> Interesting. See, I didn't know that. So it just kind of slipped right by me. I didn't know he never said that prior to. Yeah. Huh. Wait, so how, where where did that saying come from at the start, like from the get-go? Uh, it's just in the comics. It's some, something that Captain America says often. Okay, so it was just from the comic books, and then they put it into the real movies kind of thing. Yep. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Wait, why didn't they just use it all the time if it was in the comics and it's a good line? Yeah, it was just Maybe a... too corny? I don't know. I don't know. They had some reason for it, and I don't, I don't know. But I, I liked that he finally said it this time. <laughs> yeah, so the payoff was good. Um, let's see. I, I do uh, want to say and like mention just quickly how unbelievably strong Thanos is. Yes. Like unbelievably strong. And it kind of like made me, you know, tilt my head a bit when I thought of when they entered his cabin and like that battle was just so quick and he was just, you know, down yeah. bad. But well, seeing he was him weak here, at that point. Yeah, he was he was weak, and that's true. But man, this dude is so strong. He was fighting all of them at the same time without any yeah. stones, and was still beating them. Basically, we did we did see though he is um he's not stronger than Captain Marvel. He like that even is true. With, he was giving even him a good with the entire team. yeah even with the entire gauntlet she was beating him the only reason that he ended up beating her is because remember he took the power stone out of the gauntlet and then separately used that to punch her right 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 i thought you were talking about captain america there for a second but yeah no, no, no. Cap captain marvel captain marvel yeah yeah she so, kind of yeah so yeah, she, where, she's where does definitely she stronger than he is so uh, well she's actually from earth but um she something happened to her she used to be a pilot with the Air Force, and uh -huh. there was a weird explosion with an experimental plane, and it gave her superpowers, and then um, somehow she ended up in space, and she thought that she was an alien for a long time, but then she got back to Earth. And, but obviously she doesn't spend a lot of time on Earth because she, I mean, like she keeps telling the Avengers, she's like, there's thousands of other planets that need help, and right. you guys aren't there, so I'm flying around helping other people. Right, right, right. That's like her explanation of why she's never there. Yeah. Yeah, she's kind of extremely strong. She's For sure, for sure. She's different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like she literally, her introduction is her by herself completely destroying Thanos' ship. Yeah, like they started shooting her with like all those giant missiles and artillery and she just flew straight through all of them. Yeah. Yeah, that scene was amazing. Like her flying like horizontally through his ship and then vertically up through it and then just, you know, yeah. crash into whatever lake ocean that was that didn't cause a tidal wave. I, yeah. I will say, I think because that that leads into my next negative, though, is so they're trying to get once they get the gauntlet, they're trying to get it back to the the van that has the time machine in it. Right. And it goes from um, Hawkeye has it. And then I think um, who take uh, Black Panther takes it from Hawkeye. Uh -huh. And then Spider-Man takes it from Black Panther. And then um, he gets helped out a little bit by Valkyrie. But then eventually, oh, that was another thing I really liked. I didn't write it down, but I did really like seeing the uh, the instant kill mode with with Spider-Man. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, with the um, 
those arm leg yeah spider legs just and fucking just, like stabbing all of them in. <laughs> yeah yeah finally we saw another one of his modes <laughs> but eventually he gets knocked down and then uh, captain marvel shows up and she's like no don't worry i'll take it from here and so he gives her the gauntlet she's like hold my then, beer <laughs> right <laughs> and then <laughs> and then uh they look over and pretty much the whole army is coming at them and peter's like i don't know how you're gonna get through all that and then you see um uh like all of the other female heroes show up and they're like don't worry she's got help yeah and i, I know it's supposed down. to be like such a cool like oh look at all these girl hero moments yeah. but i just like it just like made zero sense to me and all of a sudden like all the women fighters are like lined up (laughs) i don't want it to like obviously i'm sure that was important to some people and representation yeah whatever i'm Uh, not trying to like sound like i hate it because they're women because that has nothing to do with it i think it is just a first of all a little unbelievable i think it's a little too on the nose this giant battlefield and then out of pure coincidence they're all like every (laughs) single female hero is right next to each other yeah like not all of them can even fly like how did they all get there so quickly right i don't know but then on top of that that's not even my biggest problem peter says i don't know how you're gonna get through all that and they're like oh don't worry she's got help i'm like this motherfucker does not need anyone's help she just flew through a spaceship and blew it up with her body she's like a couple foot soldiers are not going to stop her. She does not need anyone's help. Yeah, yeah. They should have just gone for for fucking Thanos. I don't know who Thanos was fighting the whole time, but um, well, I think he was fighting. Well, I don't know actually. I, I, he was. Yeah, he was just kind of. I know in the beginning he was fighting Iron Man and Captain America, and and then he beat them Thor, up. Thor, and then he was just kind of hanging around, up. or what? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm yeah. sure there were shots of him fighting. I just like honestly couldn't tell you who. I don't remember if there were though. That's the thing. Like I because when well because at one point he he said he was like oh rain fire and then Ebony Maw was like oh but if we do that it'll kill our troops yeah and he was like I don't give a shit do it anyway and so that's when they start blasting it, the ground but I don't remember beat up by that girl with the red red power the oh oh right um Scarlet Witch yeah yeah. Because she was like, she you was took everything from me. Yeah. And and he was like, I don't even know who you are. And she was like, you will. You, you will, yeah. And yeah. she was fucking his shit up. But yeah, like I loved I loved all of the individual moments where they were like, hey, look at this badass girl superhero. I'm like, totally all about that shit. But just like having them all in a lineup felt a little cheesy to me. Mm, I'm with you. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it was, like I said earlier, I think it was just too on the nose. Like I would have loved, like, I, I think the reason it was too on the nose for me is because they all like were standing there nice and neat you know if they had like been fighting and then all of a sudden like they were like fighting them like in a circle and like you know it was like a natural kind of occurrence that like they all grouped up that would have been better but like they just it was just like look we're posing (laughs) yeah exactly it was like a pose like a poster pose like take a picture we'll put it on the poster right um not again like you said nothing against women fighters I, i think it was a good you know bow down and like honoring you know women in the yeah. universe and fighters and all around i just think i just but think they could have done it better i agree i agree um but yeah so i think they they end up blowing up the van so they can't do that anymore and then i don't remember exactly how thanos well, no, gets the gauntlet back well she's about to go into the van and thanos like throws his sword at the van oh right yeah that's what blows it up yeah which I don't understand how Thanos could throw his sword faster than she can fly, but 
Okay. I don't know, man. She obviously wasn't trying very hard. Yeah, she just wasn't. She was trying. like, "I'm just gonna fly at a leisurely pace." Yeah, and then he just like tosses his fucking sword and blows it up and stops her from being able to leave. But yeah, so he blows it up with that, and then the the gauntlet like flies basically to him, right? Yeah, I and then there's so. like a quick struggle of like Captain America trying to get it away from him. Yeah, her holding his hands apart. Um, but then Iron Man comes in. Yeah, so he they he. I think Iron Man does it first and he throws Iron Man off and then Captain America gets thrown off and mm. then Captain Marvel comes back and she gets thrown off. And so they're all beaten and Thanos is putting the gauntlet back on and then Tony looks over to Doctor Strange and he like holds up the one finger to remind him he's like, hey, there's only one way where that we come out on top in this situation. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't say anything, but like you can tell that Tony at that moment knows what he has to do. Yeah, yeah. And I think Tony was also like prepared for it, you know? Yeah. Like he made his suit to be able to do that, apparently. Mm. Um, and then uh, what happens here? And so while he's struggling with Thanos, um, we don't see it happen, but he like struggles with him. He grabs the gauntlet for a little bit and Thanos throws him off and he's like, oh, I win. And he tries to snap again and then nothing happens. And then he realizes that he doesn't have any of the stones because in that quick split second when iron man was grabbing the gauntlet he like snagged the stones off of him and put them onto his own suit yeah which i'm sure was like because he built both suits like i'm sure they were built yeah. for that like they spit out they traded positions well, maybe iron or man iron man's suit is made of nanoparticles so they yeah. can do literally anything right and so iron man then has the stones thanos realizes this and then iron man says and i am iron man yeah and then he snaps and then he snaps and then we see all of Thanos's army gets dusted and Thanos like obviously realizes he's been beaten. And so he just like goes and sits down and sits just down. Like, Fuck. <laughs> like, dang it. Yeah. I, we forgot to mention though, that at the start of this battle, when they had like a talk with Thanos before they were fighting, yeah. um, he had like this little epilogue of like him saying like, now he realizes that he made a mistake by leaving half the civilization alive because right. there's always yeah. going to be retaliation. And so his mission the second time around was to just dust the whole universe. Yeah. He was like, I'm just going to start from scratch because if there are people alive that remember what it was like before, there's always going to be resistance. Right. Right. Um, and so they had more to fight for. I just wanted to put that in there real quick because we didn't we didn't mention that. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, you know, Iron Man snaps his fingers. His army gets dusted. And then it goes to like another extremely, extremely emotional moment of um, the team surrounding iron man yeah um and i will say so i think um i don't i put it in my negative category but I, I, it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just that tom holland is so freaking good at being sad but yeah. i feel like it was harder for me to feel his sadness this time because we already got sad tom holland at the end of the last movie like we already had the moment where when spider-man was being dusted and he was like mr stark i don't want to go and I'm like that shit was emotional as fuck yeah but i feel like this time with tony dying and he runs over there and is doing the whole mr stark mr stark thing this one didn't hit me as hard and i don't i don't think it's because tom holland did a bad job i think it's just because it it feels very similar to that other scene and so oh, I see. yeah yeah i can see that yeah absolutely but when 
Pepper goes up and she's like just sitting there with him and they hold hands and then you can like you can see like he is just holding on to his last inch of life and then Pepper just tells him hey we're gonna be okay and that uh, that also made me cry just like realizing that the like literally the only thing left in Tony's mind at this point is thinking about his wife and his daughter mm-hmm. and just getting the reassurance that like hey you you saved us we're going to be okay now and so you you don't have to hold on any longer right i'm with you on that yeah that was extremely emotional um and one of my negatives is that tony dies i did not appreciate that at all i was not a fan i think they pushed that button too much <laughs> um i don't know what do you starting mean the, the movie off with like they started the movie off with you know giving this long intro of oh, tony dying yeah. then the end of the movie with this long intro of tony being dead yeah perhaps it could have been more effective if he didn't almost die in the beginning yeah I, um, like why kill him off though like why why you know well from a practical reason because n- no one wants to be doing the same movies for the rest of their lives so That's robert Downey jr has already done like 20 of them and he was probably just done yeah you think he asked for it he was like please but aside from that um i I feel it feels like a fitting end to that character like i don't really know where else he could have gone from there where else he could have died i guess i can see that i mean he could have always passed it on to someone else like his iron man knowledge and stuff yeah, but then he'd like still be around and what's he gonna do? Just like sit in the background and not help? Kinda, yeah. I don't know. Or like every now and then he is like a feature of like they need help and Tony could be there. I... Kinda like they do with uh what's his name? The agent in black? Uh what's his name? He only showed up at the very end on the porch at the funeral. Um, um with the eye patch. Oh, um freaking Nick Fury. Nick Fury, yeah. Like they'd kinda do with him, you know, he comes in every now and then, like they killed him off and then he came back because he was alive and he's just very future kind of driven i like i i feel like i appreciate that things have an end like everyone has to die eventually i I get that but if you imagine like all the kids out there that like you know dress up in their halloween iron man suits and all that stuff and they watch this movie and iron man dies like i don't know i feel like that's tough like no one cared about black widow for sure it's tough (laughs) yeah and like all these fucking kids at the end of the movie, their favorite love character dies. And like, now what? You know? Well, that doesn't mean he's they dead. can't dress up as him anymore. No, he's dead. Can't dress up as him. <laughs> but you know <laughs> what I mean? No rule like, as, as a, I don't know. I feel like for a a Marvel universe, right? You Why kill off one of your best characters, if that makes sense? Hmm, I don't know. Because that's, it wouldn't be as emotional. Like, like you said, it, like not saying no one cared about Black Widow, but like, her dying isn't as big of a deal and so and if you want to get that strong emotional reaction out of people you have to kill someone important mm, you're not going to get yeah. it if you're like oh yeah like a koye died like ooh, wow cool yeah I, I get that yeah i don't know it just it just hurt a lot when i saw him die i was like fuck man like i liked yeah. iron man a lot like i loved his humor i loved you know him being in the movies great actor good looking guy you know all the stuff now he's and dead we also yeah i mean we it obviously doesn't die die but we pretty much lose captain america too oh yeah true yeah he just lives out his he, life with his yeah he goes goes wife. back and 
puts all the infinity stones back which a, a thing that obviously it wouldn't have fit tonally in this movie but i i would have appreciated if there was like just like a separate scene because i really w would like to see what it's like with him going back to vormir since the the guardian there is red skull which was his enemy in the first captain america movie i just like i i would love to see what that interaction was like where he shows up and then red skull is like steve rogers and he's like what <laughs> low-key yeah true <laughs> interesting yeah i didn't think of that huh yeah that those, those would have been good interactions maybe you know maybe they'll come out with another movie at one point you know the the captain america adventures of returning those stones i don't know yeah, so he, he returned the stones and then he just decided, hey, I'm going to stick around with Peggy and just be a normal dude. Yeah, live out a normal life. And they, they were like, where's Captain America? He didn't come back in time. And they like, yeah. look over at a bench and he's sitting on the fucking bench. Yeah, and he's just like 80 years old. Yeah, an old man. Do you think that bench scene made sense? Did you think it didn't? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know how he could have been there, if that makes sense. So he obviously had pym particles with him to return to this timeline mm -hmm. so and there are different interpretations of it and you can find all sorts of different explanations online but the way that makes the most sense to me is because it has already been explained that whenever they go to the past they're not traveling to their past they're traveling to a different timeline right so like some people are like oh yeah uh captain america just went back to the past and then he just like waited 70 years and then just like he knew that he had to be at that bench on that day and so he just like walked there that's how i took but it. i don't but i don't think that's what happened because in order for it to in order for him to be on that bench like taking the long way around that would mean that he would have had to travel back to his own past but from the way that the time travel works in the rest of the movie every time they go back in time they're going to a different timeline so i think what happened was captain america went to like we're in timeline a at the end captain america went to timeline b lived out his life with peggy carter and then after she died he used the remaining pin particles to travel back to timeline a but his life with peggy carter is in a separate timeline than the one that we're in now wait so captain america does age yeah did you oh. think he was like immortal or something no i mean he was stuck in the ice which is why i didn't age the first time right right hello yeah oh, okay I, I didn't hear the yeah okay no. so yes okay gotcha gotcha, yes. gotcha. that makes sense i just remember i think you're cutting out are you talking right now no oh my bad um i just remember <laughs> i just remember in some other movie you know obviously he was in a different timeline like so many years later and he hadn't aged Mm -hmm. and all that stuff so maybe that's where i came up with like he ages slower kind of thing because of the juices he was pumped up with yeah i don't know he might age a little bit slower but i honestly don't i don't think it affects his aging mm, okay it just because like the point of the super soldier serum is just it makes him like the he's like at the top limit of human ability like he doesn't yeah. have super strength he's just like as strong as a human can possibly be that's how strong he is which is really fucking strong yeah 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 so that happens um the owner was at the funeral right or one of the makers of the marvel he was at the funeral right no <clears throat> say what nope no there was so no so there was the the stanley cameo happened in 1970 he was the one where he drives by the military base oh shit well, he's like I... screaming out the window maybe i missed that part 
No. Damn, I thought I thought he was one of the guys that was at the funeral. Nah. Because he looked kind of like him, but I guess not. Okay. Well. And then uh, Joe Russo, one of the directors, also made a cameo. He is he's the one at the beginning when at the support group with Captain America. Uh, Joe Russo is the one talking about like, oh, I I finally went on another date and it I might see him again or whatever. Okay. Mm okay. Okay. So he took he took a. Uh... He did the same thing then. Kind of stole the, the, the thunder being a cameo. He's, <laughs> I mean, lots of people are cameo in their movies. I think Joe Russo's even been in an MCU movie before. He was in um, uh, uh, um, Civil War. Oh, okay. When um, cool. the, um, I can't remember the bad guy's name in that movie now. In Civil War? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, I know. Hold on. I'll just look it up. Zemo? Zemo, yeah. Helmet Zemo. Yeah. So when yeah, yeah, that guy. there there was a scene where where Zemo was at a hotel and he gets room service and then uh the room service lady's like, "Oh, I can bring it in for you." And he's like, "No, no, I've got it myself." And then mm -hmm. he like takes the food and then it like pans over into the, shower. the uh, into the shower and there's a dead guy in there. That dead yeah. guy is also Joe Russo. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's tough. Interesting. Interesting. Um, um so yeah so we cap captain gives the shield to um to falcon and um winter soldier which, bucky uh is like yeah go ahead take it do your thing yeah which that doesn't make sense to me because falcon isn't a superhuman and so how you don't can need he be, be superhuman captain america? captain america you don't no i don't think so i think being mm. captain america I mean, even from the beginning has been more about morals, the symbolism like of it. Yeah. yeah. Like he as a person represents like the ideal, like selfless nature kind of a person. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Sam obviously does that a lot better than Bucky does. And Bucky mm -hmm. knows it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bucky had a bad past. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not good enough to to take that shield. That's on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that Passover. It was it was cute. It was touching. Yeah. And then the whole movie ends with like them showing a scene from like the past where Cap was with his right. wife back in the day. Yeah. And then that just he, ends it. He finally he finally gets that dance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think that was a good ending to this movie? I think so. Okay. I don't know. I thought it was a little bit I don't know. Mm. I think it was <laughs> I don't know. It didn't like it didn't make sense because it's supposed to be about like the Marvel team and then it ends with Cap. Well, yeah, because he like getting his, last, his dance, an important part of the Marvel team. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The whole thing was just a sad ending. I feel like super yeah. long, drawn out funeral, and then Cap being old and finna die, and then it ends with Cap dancing in like the past. I think it was nice to yeah. end on like a simple, sweeter moment than like previous movies trying to like, oh, we're gonna end with like trying to set up the next thing or like oh here they're going on another adventure but this one's just like nope they've fin this is it this movie is the end of the infinity saga so mm. they really made it clear that that like this is we're not trying to like yes there are other marvel stuff after this movie but they're not trying to like oh go look at the new marvel stuff no it's just like nope this is the end of this story we're gonna cut it off here captain america gets his happy ending yeah yeah well good that was this three hour long movie and indeed, the avengers indeed. won they were the winners so Our... let me ask you does this yes. end the marvel 
series or you were alluding to prior that there's more there is more so this Ah. and we'll we'll get into this because um you might you might have a little bit of homework from here on out (laughs) because things will get a bit more complicated all right because after so after this movie is when um is like shortly after this movie is when disney plus launched okay and with with disney plus came the marvel tv series and so now like the universe has expanded to a point where not only like yes like we talked about before a lot of the movies are like if you kind of know what's happening you can watch a movie out of context and be like oh i i get enough of it but um but it's there's a lot more pieces now and so rather than just being like oh hey if you watch all the movies you'll know what happens now there's like all of the movies plus all of these tv shows on Lord disney have plus mercy. That, are, that are also connected to the movies dude what that just makes it so much more complicated i mean yeah <laughs> is that what the people want you think i mean it i i think more content is what people want and people that care are going to watch all of it so disney gets to make more money which is what they want yeah but it's not like like i was talking about on the last episode it's not like this is like a new concept because this is the same sort of shit that happened with actual comic books you'd have like here is this 12 series iron man run and then at some point you'll get like open one of the books and uh like hulk is there and you're like well why is hulk here but then if you go and read this separate like hulk comic book series you're like oh well that's why hulk is here now because he did this thing in this other comic book like you're really never gonna get anything unless you read everything which is why i i never got into reading comic books because i knew from the beginning that i would not be able to do that and you didn't want to Um, do that what and you didn't want to do that i didn't want to because i knew i couldn't there's Uh no possible way i would be able to read every single comic book yeah true so i was like i'm not even gonna try i'm just gonna like let it be its own thing yeah i will like i know things about the comic books because i like do a lot of research <laughs> but i've never actually read i think i've maybe read one marvel comic and i don't even remember what it was Damn, that's impressive wow so yeah they're all kind of intertwining into each other yeah so that's like. why what i was alluding to before is when during the time heist when uh 2012 loki picks up the tesseract and goes poof um so that is actually the first uh the first marvel tv show is there is a loki series that shows you what happens to that loki oh okay oh i see okay i see what you're saying yeah very cool oh did you already watch it i guess yeah i'm i've watched everything i'm completely caught up (laughs) we're just trying to catch you up (laughs) damn that's dope but um yeah so i i mean obviously like if you want to watch all the shows you can um they're usually only about eight episodes a season so it's not like it's not a lot to watch yeah um but also like i know you're busy so if you like i'll try to keep you updated with important stuff or if there's like if something comes up and i'm like oh you like you need to at least watch this episode then i'll let you know yeah yeah but or just give me the spoilers de- you know but you would definitely you would definitely understand more if you just watched them. <laughs> yeah, just just watch a ton of, you know, a lot of series of stuff and things. I mean, there's what? Hold on. Um So, right now there is 
uh, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk. There are eight series out right now. Dude, that's a lot. Yeah. I can tell Holy you right smokes. now, you don't you don't need to watch What If because that one is not connected. That's like a separate story. Okay. Um, Moon Knight is really good. I would, su- I would suggest that. Hawkeye is... Hawkeye's pretty good too, actually. I don't know if it'll necessarily like... I don't know if you need to watch that one. I could I could summarize that one pretty easily for you. Uh, Miss Marvel is probably gonna be important. Uh, yeah. I can't judge at this point how important She-Hulk is gonna be in the future of the MCU. I saw that um, series. I was like, what is this? <laughs> Loki is important on like a uh, like a top level sort of a like you don't really need to know what happens in the series you just need to know the result of the series which so i i could explain loki to you as well uh-huh. um falcon and the winter soldier is is absolutely nothing special <laughs> wait what and, um wandavision i think is probably at least because uh, a lot of these other ones i don't know what's happening after them mm-hmm wandavision i already know i i already know what the result of the wandavision tele television series is in the movies like there's another there's another film coming up that we're probably going to review that takes place after the wandavision series so Mm -hmm. i know i i i can already tell you with that show like this is something that's important for the future this is something that's not important for the future but i don't really know that with the other shows because they're just sort of out there right now so who knows what's going to come up in the future or not okay okay interesting but we can we can discuss that more later but yeah just be aware that there is there is more happening now okay okay i'm aware i'm aware all right are you ready to get into trivia i think so let's do it all right. Hey, do we? There's not a whole lot here. There definitely was like I, when I was going through the trivia, there were a lot of them were like two paragraphs long, and I was like, I'm I'm not gonna read that. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much. This is too much. So I just I gathered up a a short little group here. Um, our first one is that although it would still be devastating, cutting the Earth's current population in half would only take us back to where we were in the 90s Mm, damn yeah so thanos obviously doesn't understand i guess how reproduction works or something like that but (laughs) (laughs) our our the the population of the earth in the 90s is all was already half of what it is today so wow yeah at at most he saved everyone 20 years (laughs) and then they would be right back in the same situation (laughs) right back in the same boat yeah yeah interesting um for the title card of this movie only half of the orchestra was playing wait what do you mean like in the when they do the the big title card and it says avengers endgame yeah and they have the like the avengers theme playing um in this movie only half of the instruments were there for that music oh weird wait why because the half of them got dusted (laughs) oh that's why oh my god 
Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, the opening Hawkeye scene was originally conceived as part of the finale of Avengers Infinity War, but because Hawkeye wasn't in the rest of that movie, the Russo brothers moved the scene to the beginning of this film. Mm, okay. And like I said, I think I think it worked a lot better at the beginning of this movie than it would at the end of the last one, because, I mean, well, like I just said, Hawkeye was not in infinity war at all so it would be kind of random to just be like let's cut to hawkeye now yeah but it also like it really helps at the beginning of this movie to like shove everyone back into the right mindset of like this is what's happening in the world people are losing people that they care about and it's like we're in a bad spot right now mm. and i feel like that was just a an easy way to put everyone back into that emotional state to be like Oh, look, Hawkeye teaching his daughter how to shoot arrows. Just kidding. They're all dusted. Fuck you. And you're just like, ah, <laughs> you're like, ow, fuck. Take it back. Take it back. Um, This is the first and presumably the only film where Robert Redford has returned to play a role for a second time. Uh, Robert Redford plays Alexander Pierce, who is the the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Um, And... It says in his 59 year career, he has otherwise never played the same role twice in a franchise. Oh, wow. Damn. Really? Yeah. But oh. um, he he did a brief little scene here. I believe it was um, after it, w- it was during the New York scene when they get down to the, the elevator. And what you remember, he's he's arguing with Tony. And that's when uh, Ant-Man gives Tony the like little heart attack. Yeah. But the the person that he's arguing with is is director Pierce. Okay, I see. But after this movie came out, uh Robert Redford announced that he was retiring. So unless he comes out of retirement for some reason, this is his last role, which is kinda weird, but also <laughs> the only time that he has played the same character twice. Oh wow, okay. Damn. That's pretty that's impressive. Yeah. That's really impressive. That's a good but, fact. Yep, and that is my last one. Ah, ended on a banger. Short list, but that's what I got. Yeah, it's a long movie, man. It is a long movie. Oh, show for show. Well. And I have got for us a surprise that I did not warn you about, and I probably could have, but <laughs> I cannot I'm going this. to take I'm going to take this opportunity to introduce a new segment to our podcast. Oh, okay. We're going to call this Get Wrecked. Get wrecked. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> and of course, uh, wreck in this situation uh, stands for recommendation. So you're going to just take a second and, um, you know, just like if there's any, like any movies that you've seen, any games that you've played, books that you've read, concerts you've been to, just like something that you would recommend for our listeners to, to experience. Oh, interesting. Um, do you want to go first? I'm sure you already have something in mind. Yeah. So, um, I actually recently, in in the spirit of uh, the Halloween season, although by the time this episode comes out, it probably won't be October anymore. But, um, <laughs> but I recently watched a movie called Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is like a c- kind of like a uh not really a spoof but like a it's playing on the tropes of you know like the kind of horror movies where it's like a bunch of teenagers go out to the woods and then they slowly get killed one by one yeah it's like that sort of a movie but the like the quote-unquote killers are like just two just two rednecks that are like not 
they're like they're not murderers at all they're and not they're killers like, <laughs> yeah they're not killers they're just like two innocent dudes out in the woods trying to live their life and like all of this crazy shit just starts happening around them but everyone blames them for it interesting okay so really really funny horror movie and um and i would i would recommend it okay well i see i see how you want to structure this let me get let me do this real quick give me one second just to make sure i have that okay okay well um there's this app called calm and i highly recommend it uh you can like choose different plans it's an app and basically um it is a meditation app for users and i think it is extremely helpful in like tough situations slash even just to fall asleep slash to connect with your body and you know help sort through things in life and that is a positive i've been using that for like the last two weeks ish and um i you said credit it's called calm calm c-a-l-m mm-hmm. nice highly recommend it there's things on there from like sleep meditations to like anxiety meditations work meditations if you want to get pumped up that kind of stuff breathing exercises um and they're basically like you know people walking you through and going through like this meditation with you highly recommend it calm cool not an ad but you know wish it were (laughs) (laughs) um i would just like to say uh be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review tell your friends and family about us follow us on twitter and instagram at cashfanpod. if you want to send us a message you can do so on either of those platforms or you can send an email to casualfanaticpodcast at gmail.com there are links for all three of those in the description heck yeah um, if you have any like movie recommendations, send them to us. If if there's just even something on your mind, or if you liked our recommendations at the end uh, of things to do slash things to not do, um, let us know. All right. Well, this has been Casual Fanatic. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.